0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. What's going on, guys? I bet you guys thought I forgot about you again, but I did not. I am here. We are here. We're here to go over the games from last week. We're over we're here to go over the matchups coming up this week, and then we're going to go over the standings at the end of the podcast. Um so, let's just jump right into that cuz I'm really excited. And um yeah. So we had a couple really good matchups last week. We have a couple matchups coming up this week. I understand that um I think last week was a couple makeup games for the people who were doing stuff on Father's Day and then we have a whole bunch of double headers coming up this week, I believe. So it'll be really interesting. But anyways, for the week of June 26th in the North Division, our first game we had Pylon Pythons versus Dr. D. You had Pylon Pythons come out on top 34 to 21 over Dr. D. Um Not to say that I'm not surprised by that, but um, Pylon have been a decent team. Like I said, they're a team that, while their record doesn't reflect it, they are a top-contending team. Dr. D always has a rough time during the regular season. Um, Tends to happen, but, you know, it is what it is. Then you had Goblin versus Miami Sharks. Goblin lost to Miami Sharks. Miami Sharks scored 20. Goblin scored 0. Alright, so here's one upside. Goblin did score zero points, correct, I know that, that's that's bad for your offense, Miami Sharks only scored 20, as I told you guys on the last podcast, and as I'll talk about in the next game, Miami Sharks have scored an average of, I think it's like 56 or 58 points per game, and to see them be held to 20 shows that maybe the Goblin defense was able to hold off Miami Sharks a little bit. So that is an upside, in my opinion. I don't know if it was Miami Sharks' second game of the day. I don't know what it was. But if you look back at the 19th, Miami Sharks scored 72 against seven-three-two, who, as we'll go over again in the next game, are a pretty decent team because we had them play the Outlaws, and they beat the Outlaws 32-25. to I'm not going to lie. I thought the Outlaws were going to come out on top of this one. I um, I don't know why. I think the Outlaws are a well put together team. Not that seven three two aren't. It's just the Outlaws have been vibing. They've been uh kind of taking it day by day, and I thought they were going to come out on top of this one. But seven three two showed that you know, even if they have to play down or up or whatever's going to happen, they they ended up you know taking a game. So that's a good uh victory on their end. And then moving into the South, you had the Phantoms for. the— the Cheesecakes. I believe the Phantoms were playing down in that game. I believe the Cheesecakes are in the East Division. Um, but you had the Cheesecakes win that game 38-28. to Phantoms have been having a rough time. I don't know if it's offensively or defensively. It seems like they have a hard time keeping points off the board. But at the same time, they've only been scoring, I think, an average of four touchdowns a game. Let me go up a little bit where is it phantoms phantoms 24 and then phantoms again you got 20 so yeah they're only scoring on average like three or four touchdowns a game but going deep they had 44 points so i mean their offense is capable of performing a little bit better i don't know if they've been having issues on offense i don't know what's been going on but i don't think that the record currently reflects how well the phantoms can perform so um kudos to the cheesecakes though always good to get a win when you're playing up and everything so that's good for the cheesecakes um but yeah they take the dub 38 to 28 moving on you had dirty cj and the boys playing going deep in what i thought was an absolutely mind-blowing game did not expect dirty cj and the boys to perform this well but um they ended up taking the win 61 to 7 over going deep yeah 61 to 7 those are like miami shark numbers i don't know what was going on but it was to the point where I'm pretty sure they ran time off the game because it was getting so bad at one point in time. But yeah, it was a really rough game for going deep. Um, I don't know if Dirty CJ and the boys were just playing very well. I don't know exactly what was going on, but they absolutely decimated going deep in that game. So um, good to Dirty CJ and the boys, but uh, going deep's got to figure out something going into the final few weeks of the season. Then you have the Outlaws Versus Vicious and Delicious, where the uh, final game of the day. well, technically the final game of the day was 7-3-2 in Outlaws, but we already talked about that because that was a Gold Crossover game. But final game of the silver, final game of the day for Silver was Outlaws versus Vicious and Delicious. I thought Vicious and Delicious were going to come out on top of this one, but Outlaws squeaked out a victory, 20-18. Good shit to the Outlaws, but then I said they end up losing to 7-3-2. I understand they played up and everything, but you know. It sucks when you when you take the dub and then have to play up and you end up losing. But also, it shows that Outlaws are able to compete with Vicious and Delicious. I know they were missing a couple of players on their team. Not to say that the Outlaws weren't, because you never know who shows up for them. But I would love to see both these teams at full strength playing each other, because I think that's basically going to be the championship game for this division. Um, unless someone can start, or like Dirty CJ and the Boys or Phantoms, can start squeezing something out um, and possibly, you know, rebound from that but moving on to the east you had first game of the day we talked about cheesecakes and the phantoms then the cheesecakes played a double header they played the ducks after that they ended up winning that game 42 to 28 so way to go for the cheesecakes ended up winning both their games on the day it's always good to win uh the back-to-back double header so that was really nice then the follow-up game you had show us your tds versus the bullies that was an absolute back and forth matchup. I played in that game absolutely phenomenal. Love both of the teams playing with each other. Very uh, sportsman-like between the two teams. We talked our shit, but it was all in good fun. No one was getting hostile or anything, so it was really, really fun to play these guys. Uh, a great game between both the teams, but we did end up coming out on top 34-27. to 27. And then you had Royalty versus the Ducks. Royalty ended up coming out on top of that one 31-27. Seems like the Ducks are having a really rough time this season, so... Uh, we'll look to see if they can bounce back this up and coming game this week and then you had TF rating versus royalty. Royalty ended up taking that one 49 to 24. I think Royalty have had two back-to-back double headers and they've gone 2 and 0 in both of their double headers. So that's really good for Royalty. Um looking like they're probably going to be doing very well in the standings as of right now and it's really good to show that, you know, you can keep points over um most of the teams in the division. So Kudos to uh royalty and we'll see how they end up performing um in the final weeks of the season. See if they can keep it up, see if they can keep rolling and everything. So that'll be interesting. And then moving on to the final division, you have the West Division, and then you had Abusement Park versus Grape Apes. Grape Apes ended up coming on top of that. One forty to twenty seven. That was a real back and forth matchup. It was a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be. Um I feel like if amusement park had like maybe one or two more guys and could figure out the offside uh, issues, they could definitely end up winning a game or two. But uh, Great Bapes ended up taking this one. Good, uh, good job, the Great Bapes. Like I said, they're a well put together team. They're they're not bad, but they're not great. So it's always good to see them getting uh, wins. Then you had the Gladiators versus Golden Receivers. Gladiators ended up coming out on top of that one, 28 to 20. Um, Gladiators have been just kind of rolling this season. They've been doing very well. Very athletic team. Bunch of great, you know, younger guys who are like, you know, really into flag football and everything. They really do talk a lot of shit, but it's all in the good fun of the game. So it's a lot of fun to see them um, winning their games as well as they have been, especially for a new team coming into the uh, into the into the uh, league and everything. It's really interesting. And then you had Black Panthers versus Evil, as uh, fucking Carrie still has it on the site, but it's Evolve. Uh, Black Panthers end up coming out on top of that one, 31-8. to I was really surprised by that. I thought Black Panthers were either going to lose or Evolve were going to keep it closer if they ended up uh, losing, but Evolve are showing that they're really having uh, growing pains this season. They got to figure things out, and once they figure it out, hopefully they'll be able to um, you know, reflect and figure out what the fuck's going on. So moving back to the North Division, we're going to talk about this up-and-coming week's matchups. It's going to be really fucking interesting. I cannot wait. You have Goblins versus Miami Sharks again. That's going to be a great matchup, seeing as Miami Sharks ended up winning 20 to nothing last time. Seeing them play again, this will be a very interesting uh, matchup. Like I said, if Goblins' offense can end up rolling a little bit and they can keep that stout defense, they may be able to put up a fight against the Miami Sharks. So that will be really interesting to see if they can give them their first loss. Then you have Pylon Pythons versus Goblin in a double header. Uh, that's going to be a great matchup too because, like I said, Goblin being able to hold uh, Miami Sharks to 20 points, and then I believe they had the dub over Pylon Python the week uh, before. So that will be really good matchup to see. I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, Pylon Python's clearly coming in with a chip on their shoulder. Hopefully uh, they'll be able to take the win over um, Goblin but Goblins seem to have gotten their footing in the league and have been figuring things out, so it'll be nice to see how they end up reflecting and end up playing this uh, this week. And then you have Going Deep, or going into the South, you have Going Deep versus Bullies. Uh, I think that's the only South game. There's not a lot of games you got to remember. It's 4th of July weekend. Gary just asked who could play, so you have in the South Division you have Going Deep and the Bullies playing each other at Beer Street. That's going to be a great game. Um, Going Deep and Bullies are both two well-put-together teams. Going Deep have a really, really bad loss as of last week, and Bullies also have a loss that wasn't as bad, but, you know, both teams looking to come off the uh, loss and end up uh, taking the dub this week, so it'll be really fun to see Going Deep versus the Bullies. And I believe Bullies are also playing up this week, so that'll be a really interesting matchup. And then moving down to the East, you have two matchups you have the ducks versus show us your tds and then you have show us your tds versus cheesecakes so the ducks game that'll be a really interesting game seeing as the ducks you know took their loss and have been taking a couple losses it'll be it'll be good to see how they uh end up bouncing back from that and the cheesecakes seem to have been playing very well they ended up taking a dub over the team in the division above them so it'll be really interesting to see how the cheesecakes end up playing against show us your tds especially since show us your tds are going to be having their second game on the day um hopefully it's not too hot because if it is i might just melt so and then moving on to the final division you have the west where i believe you have the most games actually you have evolve versus great babes that's gonna be a great matchup evolve probably hoping to get their footing and get i don't know if it's their second dub yeah i think they have a win over abusement Park, so i believe it'll be their second win over great babes that'll be really good to see that matchup great babes looking to keep their uh I believe it's a winning streak going on right now. I believe they beat Golden Receivers, Rejects, and then uh, Abusement Park within the past couple of weeks. So that'll be a really good matchup to see. And then you have Black Panthers versus Golden Receivers. Um, Seems like an interesting game. I don't know how well the Golden Receivers have been doing now that they have certain people playing certain positions. They finally seem to be getting in a vibe seeing as they are the free agent team. We'll see how they end up performing. And Black Panthers just coming off their first, uh, no, I, yeah, first dub, I believe it is, no, second dub, I believe they beat the, uh, Rejects too, so, this is their second dub, so they're gonna keep, uh, hope to keep this rolling and everything, I know they took a loss to the Gladiators in between that, but, (coughs) we'll see how everything ends up turning out for them, so, that'll be, we have some really good matchups, I'm really excited for what's going on in the, um, standings and everything, and speaking of these standings we're currently going to go over them now we're going to move into the north division we're going to talk about the standings for the north so moving into the north you currently have miami sharks at six and zero, that they're clear-cut favorite right now no doubt in my mind they are number one seed then you have seven two, who are currently four and two they got decimated by miami sharks so while they are four and two Goblin are the closest we've seen to, I believe, coming to beat or keeping it close with Miami Sharks. So I believe Goblin are technically the second seed right now, but seven three two could definitely be a close second seed, if not the definitive second seed, if they show that they can keep it competitive with Miami Sharks, and if they show that they can keep uh, steady wins against Goblin's. Then you have Pylon Pythons right underneath Goblins at also at 3-2. They are a team that can compete if they can figure out what's going on in the higher division and they can, you know, perform a little bit better. Then I think Pylon will definitely do a lot better in these standings coming into the final weeks. And then you have Dr. D at 1-3. Like I said, they never do well in the in the in the regular season, and then they end up doing phenomenal in the playoffs. So we'll see how they end up doing for the final few weeks, but it'll be very interesting to see how they end up performing. Uh, then you are moving on to the South. Within the South, I believe the standings start with the Outlaws. Yes, because they have the head-to-head over Vicious and Delicious currently. So it's Outlaws, then Vicious and Delicious, uh, both at 4-1. and one. I believe Vicious still may be the first seed while Outlaws have the win over them. It was very close. I think it may be an anomaly, but again, you have to give it to Outlaws. They're a team that's been playing together forever. They're Captain Frankie very well versed in the game plays in like eight different leagues at this point so it'll be very interesting to see if the outlaws can keep their one seed by the end of the season or if vicious and delicious sneak in and end up taking that one seed then you have dirty cj and the boys at three one and one the fact that they were able to tie going deep one game and then decimate them in such fashion as what was it like 61 to seven it's really interesting. I don't have a clear read on these guys. I don't know if they, it's they're missing guys, and when they have their full team, they're phenomenal. But within the division, they're currently 3-0-1. They technically have the best in-division record. Then it's the Outlaws. But, again, Dirty CJ and the boys, I don't know how they've been performing. Uh, like, while the division is 3-0-1, I believe their three wins are over Going Deep, Phantoms, and Pray for Rain, which are the bottom three. If I'm not mistaken, maybe they have a win over Outlaws. But again, I I just I don't know how to gauge Dirty, Dirty CJ and the boys right now. I think they are a possible second seed, depending on how things end up turning out for the one and two seed as of right now. But like I said, I i I'm, I need to see more of their games to actually figure out what's going on. And then you have going deep at one three and one. Uh, that one tie is really saving them in the standings right now. Really has them above two teams simply because they have the tie. So. Um, Hopefully they can get a couple wins going into the final couple weeks of the season. But right now, the top and bottom for the South are clear-cut and definitive. It's 1-2-3, Outlaw's Vicious and Dirty, it's CJ and the boys, and then you have Going Deep, Phantoms, and Pray for Rain at the bottom currently, 1-3-1, 1-4, 1-4. Um, like I said, if Phantoms can figure out their offense or whatever it is that's going on with them, I think that they can end up performing well and end up hopefully maybe snagging a third, maybe fourth seed, maybe third seed, depending on how dirty CJ and the boys end up performing for the uh, final week. So it'll be really interesting to see how they end up doing. Um, then we're going to move on to the East. I believe it is. Yeah. The East, um, at the top you have royalty currently five and one royalty a phenomenal team nothing about them says that they aren't good i think they have a real dink and dunk kind of team with like one or two really deep threats currently and i think that their dink and dunk style of football is very well or very good because they're able to move they're able to make a lot of yards after catching everything the way they run their office is or offense is really interesting so them being at five and one it is really um it's really good to see them playing currently and are playing well currently and then you have the cheesecakes at four and one and then yeah, this is where it always confuses me. I was like how is a one and one team at third place? But that's mean machine. They're currently out of the league. Something happened with them where they didn't end up doing something that they should have and you know now they're not here. So they're currently out of the league. So technically in third you have shows your TDs at two and three. Then at two and four you have TF rating and bullies tied technically. But right now, TF rating is above Bullies, I believe. Um, Show us your TDs. Have the double header going into next week, so I don't know if I said TF rating and Bullies were playing, but the based on if they can get a win or not, it'll see it'll keep them either in a definitive third position, possibly move them up to a you know possible third position, uh, or second position depending on um how Cheesecakes end up performing for the uh, final parts of the season. But then you have, underneath TF rating and Bullies, you have Ducks at 1-5. So, it'll be really interesting to see how the standings end up playing out after the double header this week. And it'll be really interesting to see how um, the Ducks perform, seeing as, like I stated, they are 1-5. And, and this is a big week for them, because if they are able to get the dub while, I believe, TF rating and Bullies are on a bye week then they'll be able to possibly push into a spot where they may be able to slide in for a third, fourth positioning based on what, hel- what the hell ends up going on at the end of the season. Um, and then finally, moving into the West, you have Gladiators at 5-1. and one. Like I said, love this team. Bunch of young guys who really love the sport of flag football. Um, then you have Great Babes at 5-1. and one. Great team, well put together, been performing very well this, uh, this year. Like I said, I don't think they're the greatest team, but when they perform well, they perform phenomenal. Um, Sometimes guys show up hungover, sometimes guys don't show up, so it all depends what goes on with this team, but if everybody shows up and they're performing at peak potential, they are a very good team and it'll be really good to see a game between them and the Gladiators. Can't wait for that. Um, I think those are the clear one and two seeds, no doubt in my mind. Uh, Black Panthers, Golden Receivers, both at 2 and 4. And then you have Evolve, Rejects at 1 and 4, and Abusement Park at 1 and 5. Abusement Park are a very talented group of guys, along with Rejects. Both teams are very, very well put together. They just have issues currently. One team can't figure out who their quarterback is. One team has one of their better wide receivers at quarterback. Uh, same thing for Golden Receivers. It's I'm pretty sure one of their better receivers is playing quarterback currently. If they had like a steady, solid quarterback, then all three of these teams, then I believe they could perform a little bit better. But as of right now, I believe it's an identity issue. It's like we had Joe the other week when I subbed in. Then you have John other weeks. It's, you never know who's actually quarterback. And you have people leaving the team midseason, like just walking off the field. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. But um, rejects need to get their shit together, and then they'll end up playing well. I don't doubt that in my mind. They just need to figure out what's going on with their team. And once they do and get everybody in a solid set spot, uh, Coach Sal, please help them. Then, you know, they'll be able to figure everything out. Uh, Evolve just need to get their footing. They are a very athletic group of guys, just like Gladiators. But they need to figure out what the fuck's going on with their team. Just uh, once they get some footing and, uh, you know, figure out their positions or figure out what's going on. I don't know if their zone's messed up, but they need to figure something out. And then Golden Receivers and Black Panthers... Um, I'm surprised Golden Receivers are 2-4, and four, opposed to these other teams who are 1-4 and four and 1-5, and because they're a team of free agents, guys. It's literally a bunch of free agents thrown on a team who are performing better than half of their division currently. So it's really interesting, but there are a couple really talented guys on that team, um, a couple guys who have been in the league forever. So it'll be really interesting to see how this bottom part of the division pans out, but I really believe that Gladiators and Gray Papes They're one and two seed, no doubt. And then everybody else just needs to file in afterwards, depending on the uh, final few games. I believe only a few teams only have to play two more games, um, if I'm not mistaken. I believe um, we only do eight games, and some some teams already have six games played. So I believe we have this week of the third, we have the 10th and the 17th left. And then uh, after that, I believe 24th and 31st are playoffs. So we got to look forward to that be really interesting can't wait for that um but yeah that's the breakdown of all the matchups that we've had go on this past week that is the breakdown of the matchups we will have going on and the standings uh like i stated it's really interesting to look through the standings and see like the north very close you have six and oh four and two three and two three and two while miami sharks are clear cut one seed right now the middle are very close in between there then you have in the south 4 and 1 4 and 1 3 and 1 and then clear cut bottom 1 and 3 1 and 4 1 and 4 very surprised by that I thought I thought we would have more of a a spread between uh the teams where you know two or three teams weren't dominating and the other three were you know doing shit but uh I guess it's really interesting um and then you look at other divisions like uh the east you have royalty cheesecakes at 5-1 and 4-1, and four and, one, and then everybody has two wins or less. It's just really interesting to see how things play out in the standings, and then it's even funnier to see how they end up playing out throughout the uh, playoffs because once the playoffs happen and everything, some of these 1-5 teams, some of these 1-4 teams can end up beating the 1 seed before they even make it out of the first round of playoffs. So it's really interesting to see how this shit plays out, and I'm really, really excited for uh, playoffs this year. I cannot wait for that and everything. So, like I said, um, you guys, again, I, I thank you guys every week, but I got to thank you all for listening. Anybody who's tuned in, anybody who's listened over the past couple of weeks, thank you so much. I know I said I was on hi- on hiatus, and again, I do apologize for that. But I am back with a new energy, as you can hear in my voice. My voice is a little raspy, I think. I don't know what's going on. My allergies are fucking my voice up. But um, outside of that, back with a new energy, feel rejuvenated, feel. I was actually really excited to do this. Then I sat down and fell in, like, that YouTube rabbit hole where you start watching YouTube videos and you end up on, like, videos you didn't even get start with, like, videos that have nothing to do with what you started with. Yeah, I did that for about four hours. So, that's why I'm recording this so late, because I have ADHD, and I completely forgot what was going on in my life. And then I was like, wait, I was supposed to record the podcast. Squirrel. Um, But, yeah. So, uh, thank you guys again. Shout-out to Dante. Always got a shout-out, Dante. I'm really excited for these up-and-coming weeks. Um, My team might have a a big surprise come next week. I, I really hope it ends up turning out well for us, because our quarterback's going away on vacation, and my backup quarterback is my favorite quarterback on earth. So I just really hope he's able to play and I really hope that there's no issues with it and he's able to come in and we can end up performing well with him. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, I, I, like I said, appreciate Gary for doing all of this and everything. Uh, Gary reached out to me. We're talking a lot about the league and everything. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun when you get to communicate with the commissioner and figure out, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes shit and, you know, figure out what's going on and figure out how, How things work etc etc it's really interesting i'm just hoping that we have fielding um solidified as of next year um would i like a field that that's like sjv where we can fit like three or four fields and three or four games at a time i would love that do i think it's reasonably possible no um I don't hate Bayshore. I think the grounds a little tough. It can use a little watering or something. It's just really tough when it, and then when it rains, it's an actual puddle. So there's no in between. It's either really rough or really muddy. So I mean, but it's not the worst field we've played on. Definitely better than a couple fields we've played on. Um, I'm actually really interested to see the condition of Beer Street after the kids have played on it for the past couple of uh, I don't know, if past couple of months or past couple of weeks. But it'll be really interesting to see how the condition of that field is. But um, yeah, I'm excited to be back at Beer Street because it's right down the street from my house, so I can literally wake up like five minutes before my fucking game and get there tomorrow. And I'm so excited for it. Cause I am shot. Did not get to bed until like 7 a.m. and had to be up at 10. Yeah, and, and then my girlfriend same thing. And she's sleeping now, or she's sleeping. She's working now. I wish she wishes she was sleeping. She's uh, she's at work right now. So she got about two hours of sleep. Went and did a drop-off for work, came home, took an hour nap, and then had to go back to work. So she is miserable right now, and I feel absolutely horrible. But um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. I will see you guys Sunday. I gave you guys the breakdown on the last podcast of the things that I am looking forward to doing within the next couple of weeks. I know I said I was going to get that um, the coaches podcast or coaches, captains, players podcast going on, whatever. Um, I am still thinking about doing that. I don't have a definitive date. I might do it right as we're heading into playoffs because I feel like it's a perfect time. You have, you know, seedings locked up. Their first and seed teams can, or first and second seed teams can talk their shit to the lower seed teams, and then we can, you know, see if the lower seed teams have anything to say, any fair warnings to the teams that they will be competing against in the up and coming weeks. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited about it. If you have any questions about that, you can go back to the other podcast and listen to that one. Or you could just reach out to me and figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. And we can, you know, handle that. But uh, you guys are great. I really do appreciate it again. I feel like I say this like three times at the end because I never know what I'm actually doing to wrap this up. But, um, yeah, like I said, you guys are phenomenal. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of the weekend. Have a great 4th of July. Please don't blow off any hands or fingers or toes or anything. We are all football players. We all need all of our extremities to actually play the sport. So please, everyone be safe. I mean, drink as much as you want, but drink responsibly and make sure you have a ride home or an Uber or whatever it may be. But figure it the fuck out. Please don't do anything stupid. Don't blow anything up. Um, enjoy your Saturdays. Enjoy your uh, or the rest of your Saturday. I don't know if any of you guys are watching the fights tonight. I don't know if any of you listen to this before the fights are actually on. But I cannot wait until tomorrow. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to hop in the shower and go watch the fights or what the fuck I'm going to do. But I'm going to figure something out for the rest of the night. So again, thank you all for watching. watching. Thank you all for listening. Um, Just make sure to give the Instagram a follow. Well, no. Yeah, Mammoth Adult Flag Football. Give them a follow. Um, Give the podcast a follow on Spotify, Apple or pod bean um bucket hats and toe taps clearly you found it if you're listening to it maybe you found the link on the um on my on my instagram or somewhere that it's been posted facebook maybe um who knows but also go for uh follow the facebook page it's Mammoth adult flag football you can go follow them they post all the updates on when the seasons and everything are coming out you can see updates on the girls league or the women's league i don't want to call it a girls league the women's league that we have going on um that's I believe I don't know if they're doing championships or playoffs coming up, but they are in the heat of their season currently. Um, really competitive. They've they've gotten a lot of really good teams, well put together, um, and it's really fun to see you know two sides of each coin, seeing the, the girls and the guys compete. They get the um, they get I I, I want to call them clerk ent, but I never know if that's actually it um, you can check him out on Instagram, um, but he also does a lot of footage, he does a lot of shooting for the, uh, teams and everything, he's a great guy, um, if you ever need anything fo- uh, photo-wise done, reach out to him, um, and then yeah, but I'm really excited to see the, you know, final weeks of the men's season, see the final weeks or playoffs of the women's season, I gotta figure that out, I gotta figure it out if they're in playoffs or not, but really exciting to see the, uh, it come to an end as of right now, but at the same time, I hate to see it go, because it's like, I know by the end of the season it's like I'm already going to be wanting to play in the fall league and fall league probably won't start until like who fucking knows probably like October, November. So we got, we got a while until we got some more football, but and regular NFL will be back on by then. So I cannot wait, but yes, I'm excited for, you know, the playoffs this season. I'm really excited to see how all these teams end up performing for the final weeks. Um, I think this league has become a lot more competitive recently. And oh I wanna give a shout out to I don't know how the refing on the far field was last week, but the two refs that were on the close field closest to the parking lots and everything, not by like the I don't I guess it's a baseball field. Yeah, not by that side. But um yeah, closest field, uh they are probably the two best refs we have. They're they're phenomenal. I love Joe. Don't get me wrong. I I rarely see him anymore because I'm pretty sure he does the association and everything. But I absolutely love those two refs who are on the field. Um, They are phenomenal refs. They keep it tight and everything. If people start arguing, they're like, guys, just keep the fucking game. Like, it's football. Like, you guys can argue, but don't jaw at each other to the point where we're going to get into a fight or something. Like, they're just very – and they know the rules very well. It's very clean cut and everything. There's, you know, no arguments. They don't really – talk back or even if they're getting yelled at you know it's just a if you don't get out of my face I will throw a flag like all right all right got the message we'll shut the fuck up and that's all you need to say realistically instead of drawing back so I really do appreciate them they have been phenomenal and um again shout out to Gary for starting to do stats and everything um I don't know how certain teams only have three games and other teams have four and five and six and I feel like we're missing a couple games stat-wise. But either way, I think it's a really great thing. And I really think that the All-Star game should be an idea that we should look into. So that'll be really interesting. But um, yeah, again, I said thank you all. I, I did all that spiel. But um, thank you for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow.